Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel, and I have with me, as always, Josh Brown. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dan. Big week here for TBT, so excited to be here. It really is great. Great announcements uh, coming out today and yesterday. Obviously, the big one today is TBT's going to Baltimore for the championship in the semifinals on August 1st and August 3rd, live on ESPN. Yeah, it's kind of fitting, Dan. I feel like we've had guys from like a lot of cities, but we have a, a ton of Baltimore guys. I feel like Baltimore is a very TBT-centric city, so that was a great announcement. And uh, I, we're going to get to a couple of the others, like you mentioned, just a, a huge week here at TBT. And a, a Baltimore guy that now is going to be involved in TBT is Carmelo Anthony, New York Nick and former Syracuse uh, Orangeman. I think they were called the Orangeman when he was there. Uh, but anyways, Carmelo Anthony is going to be involved as host of the TBT semifinals and championships in Baltimore this year. Yeah, Dan, I, we've never talked about it. I'm a Celtic fan. Uh, that's We've talked about that on the podcast, but I love Carmelo Anthony. I'm not just saying that because uh, Carmelo you know, brought TBT to Baltimore. I've always been a huge Carmelo guy. I love... I love just everything about Carmelo. So I, when we, when you kind of told me that before it was announced, I was like on the verge of tears. I was so excited because <laughs> I love Carmelo. Well, that's great. You know, he seems like a really cool guy and he seems like he really gets a lot of what's going on with sports and the statement that he makes. And I'm actually, when I talked, we have an interview with John Mugar, CEO and um, founder of TBT coming up. Uh, but anyways, John has a great um, comment that he makes about Carmelo and uh, how he gets what's going on with TBT. And we'll listen to that in just a second. Uh, but without any further ado, let's get to the interview with John Mugar. Uh, we talked for about 15 minutes. We'll come back, Josh, and uh, we'll go over some of the stuff that you've got going on with uh, guys from around the world. Sound good? Great. All right, let's get to that now. Hey, we're joined now by TBT founder and CEO, John Mugar. John, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank That's you. great. Big day, big couple of days for TBT, last two days. Yeah, it has been so big that I just website's down right now. No, yeah, <laughs> no, that's not even true. Um, but yeah. anyways, really big it, announcement it, yesterday on Wednesday. I, What's that? No, it's, it's very true because I just went into the back end and I resized the server, so it's literally down right now. Oh well, the, well, little did anyone know, John, that you're actually a hands-on CEO in the in the regard to the actual website maintenance. Do you think yeah. people would be surprised to know that? Um. Probably would. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> All right. So yesterday on Wednesday, we actually had an announcement at the Bradley University campus that Bradley University in Peoria is going to host the TBT Midwest Regional this year, uh, which is really an awesome and exciting development, you know, that a university has kind of stepped forward and wanted to host the regional. Yeah, it is. And um, in the future, you know, it makes all the sense in the world for this type of arrangement for more than just uh, the Midwest region. So we, we hope it's a success. We think it will be. And uh, just based on the response out there, it's been, it looks like it, it should be a pretty uh, exciting and well-attended regional. Yeah. And they had a live press conference from what uh, Jen Todd told me who was there uh, from TBT. There was a lot of press that, actually, that was actually in attendance. Daniel Ruffin from the team was there. Obviously, Bobby Parker, the mayor of Peoria, Illinois was there as well. So really a great development overall. And it seems like a really good reception for that team and the idea of TBT coming there. Yeah, I'm very interested to see uh, what that team will do specifically, because I, I would imagine that they are going to do their best to advance out of that regional. And I don't know if that means they have to, they're going to add new players or what. It's always one of the intrigues, I think, at this point. You know, it's just what, what teams are going to do, if they're going to come back stronger, uh, what they're going to look like in the second and third year. Um, the other big news, obviously, today is that TBT is going to come to Baltimore for the semifinals and the championship on August 1st and 3rd live on ESPN. 
Um, and we're really a cool development there, John, and an awesome story involving Carmelo Anthony and some stuff that he has uh, decided to do with TBT in Baltimore. Yeah, Carmelo grew up in Baltimore, for those who don't know. And he's, um, he's always looking for ways to give back and provide you know, other opportunities and for people who are still in Baltimore for that community. Very interested in it. And so uh, he is, has become aware of TBT. I'd like to believe from being bombarded by <laughs> Kevin Belby uh, and people, general managers and, and players over the past three years to uh, help their team out, help their team get into TBT. Yeah. And he's really uh, got an awesome, awesome quote in this, in this press release, John. And I'll just read it for a second for those that haven't heard it. But he says, this is from Carmelo. After years of watching TBT, I decided to get involved. It's a tournament for people to live out their basketball dreams, and that's exciting to me. I'm a believer in chasing after your dreams no matter what, and that's what this tournament symbolizes to me. In addition, bringing an event of this magnitude to Baltimore is a great credit to the vision and hard work of both my and the TBT teams. Baltimore will always have a special place in my heart, and I'm excited to bring a tournament like this to this city. Basketball and Baltimore go hand in hand, the perfect match, a city that is all about determination and a city that helped build me. I mean, that's really an awesome statement from Carmelo. It is. It, it makes me self-conscious as somebody who speaks on behalf of TBT because he speaks about it better than I do. <laughs> it really is incredible that, you know, he might have been watching this and I, we didn't even realize it for the last three years. And clearly, as you said, getting bombarded by uh, Kevin Belby and the like. But uh, really an awesome thing that he wants to get involved. And he seems like a guy that really does have a keen interest in in trying to lift up parts of Baltimore that, you know, maybe haven't been so high over the last decade or so. Well, his grasping at the concept of the dream is like something that I always try to remind myself to do when I'm interviewed because it's so true that, you know, the games actually only take four weeks long. But the idea here is that we're giving uh, people an opportunity to or a platform to, to think about what they would do if they got in the position of playing for uh, on the on this stage with this for this amount of money. How did the relationship with Camarillo come about? You know, for the, I mean, I know, obviously, but I'm curious um, if you can tell the folks that are listening, you know, how this whole thing arose. Uh, I believe we were approached uh, following the championship game in 2016 on the court at Rose Hill from a, uh, a group in Baltimore that, um, that thought this would be something that the city would, uh, would love to host. And that, that group happened to be tied in with Carmelo and and his managers and his team and so they ran the idea by them and sure enough they they were already aware of tbt uh carmelo from what we hear uh really has taken an interest to it and he's well aware of it from all of his uh acquaintances who've played in it before and so he thought it was a natural natural fit and a great time to get involved with it what do you think about playing those games in baltimore it's going to be a different, a different, obviously a city we haven't been to before, but a city that really has had a lot of TBT teams playing it and a lot of TBT players. Yeah, it has. It's uh, the closest, you know, we've been maybe in New York or Philadelphia. And uh, I'm just, I, there's one of these things where I don't know what to expect right now, but the partnerships and the support we have from the mayor's office to Carmelo and his team, um, to our marketing partner down there, it seems like it's uh, we've never had this situation before. So I'm pretty optimistic. Um, that situation that you just talked about is really a recent development. Obviously, there were a couple of cities that had successful bids, and some other cities that uh, you know we spoke to about bringing the event there. But 
there's a real sense, at least I feel it, and hopefully you do too, of sort of gratification that, uh, you know, elected officials, uh, convention and visitors boards, sports commissions kind of grasp what's going on here with TBT and have an interest in bringing it uh, to their cities. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, we're getting there. Um, this year, I think three out of our six locations are, will, will be situations where the, um, they're, they're, aggressively kind of wooing our event and they're supporting it uh in their marketing uh on our behalf so we're we i think we can get to six out of six next year um let's talk about some of the other places where tbt is going to be there's one new city that really stands out uh which is las vegas and you know from all accounts las vegas is really the epicenter of basketball in the summer uh everybody in the world seems to congregate there whether it's for summer league or international tryout camps it seems like there's a million scouts from uh all over europe that are always descending on Vegas in the summer. Uh, that seems like it's going to be a really fun location to play a regional this year. It is. It's going to be a lot different, not only the city, but also the fact that we're putting the West on the second weekend this year, as opposed to the first, I think that's going to have a major impact on, on the type of player that comes out and plays in it. Um, and we, for anyone who knows basketball, we overlap with the summer league at that point in that weekend. And we, um, play into a few other international league tryouts that are out in Las Vegas, which has always been a conflict for some of our players. So by putting an event or putting a regional in Las Vegas, I think it's going to lead to an entirely uh, different and um, highly competitive uh, pod. That's right. It's a good way Is to describe it. Yeah, I guess you could call it a pod. I think the pods are what's inside of each region. Right, like you're a little group of four. Only be four. Port pods can be four, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's what Rob Kennedy says. We'll have to get Rod, Rob on here one time to actually describe what a pod is. Um, the other couple of cities that TBT has announced that we're going to go to next year are Charlotte, North Carolina, for the uh, South Regional, which is a city that we've been to before, but a different venue this year. Yeah, Queens University of Charlotte, which we saw last week, and it was dynamite. It's a Division Two basketball powerhouse, and um, it's an un. Unbelievably nice facility. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then and when, we have, we, when we have Duke and North Carolina playing each other, probably sell it out. <laughs> Let's hope that that happens. And then in the, uh, in the Northeast region, back to Philadelphia University, uh, where TBT all started back in 2014. Yeah, we'll never not go there. We have to. That place is we great. To. We have to. It really has even everything. If, even if we're at the point where we can sell like 20,000 seats we have to go back there i think it would be fun to if you could sell twenty thousand seats just only play it in front of 1200 at philly u yeah it would be no i don't know <laughs> it'd be a different it'd be tough to pass up all those ticket what? sales i guess yeah you know yeah um so the other part we haven't spoken john since the deal was announced but T- tbt's got a great uh, live broadcasting and live streaming deal with espn this year and i was hoping you can kind of talk about that a little bit yeah every game from the Field of 64, it's going to be through ESPN Networks. So the first 48 games are going to be streamed live on ESPN3. Last 15 on TV on either ESPN or ESPN2. Um, so we, uh, it's, it's an unbelievably uh, better deal than we've ever had before. And so we're, we're going to be able to get into way, in front of way more people this year. And for another two years after this as well, right? Three-year lockup. So, um, we yeah, every year... F- when we go dark in, in the fall and people think we're not doing anything, 
we, to this point, we have been talking to ESPN about what the deal will be for the following year. So we won't have to do that anymore. Let me ask you, John, um, something we hadn't really planned to talk about, but I would love to get your thoughts on. Um, you've been talking a lot and doing a lot of work behind the scenes on the production of the actual live stream and the live games that are going to be on the various ESPN networks. And I was hoping you can kind of talk a little bit about what you want to see the game presentation look like uh, in terms of what it's going to look like on TV. We want to do things that no one else can do or has done. And to, last year we stumbled upon a great one there with miking up the referees and listening in live. And uh, that it turned out to be um, a, a great, it's something that drew a lot of interest from, from people who were watching, but something that we also want to carry over into players somehow. So we're really kind of focused on live in-game audio um, because we run the games with maybe a three to five second delay. Uh, so ESPN can, can bleep anything out that, that, uh, that comes across that people don't want to hear at home. <laughs> Salty language and things like that. Yeah, stuff like that. But the actual behind the scenes stuff, I mean, I guess that's not even behind the scenes. It's in front of everyone, but you've never really been able to hear that stuff before. And I think last year there was one ref I know that stood out, uh, during the game presentations is really having a great personality. And it's, it's fun to hear them actually. I had never sat that close to a basketball court before, uh, yeah, at that level and actually hear a referee talk about what just happened and why he's making the call that he did to the coaches and stuff. And to think now that you're going to sit at home and be able to hear that is, and continue to be able to hear that is really awesome. Yeah. It, it lets a lot of people into, um, part of the game that they, they haven't seen before. I haven't heard before. Yeah, it actually would absolutely be great. And I think the players tend to like getting mic'd up too. Yeah. And, the, and also listening in to huddles live and all that is, uh, that's something that people take interest in. That's great. Well, John, this has been about 12 minutes or so. That's perfect. I, I know I don't want to get, keep you for too much longer than that. You're a busy man trying to keep this website operational. It's not right now. Have you, have you, uh, have you learned coding yourself or do you uh, subcontract that out? I subcontract it, but um, I, I just found out that typically people who subcontract it still have many people in, in webs and IT working at them, working at the office. So, we forgot to do that. We did not hire anybody in that world. So I am that person. Which is ironic given that, you know, technically we're a totally internet based uh, company. We are. We're a technology company. A first. tech. <laughs> exactly. We've, uh, we've been, we, we're a tech company and all of this is patented. So nobody else can do what we're doing. The whole tournament's patented. Yeah. So nobody else can do it. Yeah. There's a patent pending actually uh, at the USPTO oh, right now. It went through. It went through? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So we have we have the patent approval. We did. We won. We did it. Oh, that's so. fantastic. I didn't even we're realize gonna, that. We're, we're going to cease and desist the uh, March Madness pretty soon, and uh, everything's going to be good. Well, will we be able to use that phrase, the road to? That's owned. The, we we got in too late for that. That's okay. been taken on trademark. Okay. Um, but anything that insinuates a journey or a road, we cannot do. So, like the travel to, whatever, we couldn't do something Can't like do that. that. Can't the flight it. to whatever those were all taken i guess all done, all gone and um we just have to stick to basic terms okay all right well like, that's good to know we'll have to keep up, that in mind as we what's that you can use dunk and hoop it up and uh it's gonna be good yeah bounce pass dribble words like that are public domain we can continue to use those things is that what you're saying absolutely public domain yep. okay perfect well this is great john expect, keep expect to hear a lot of that this summer and tbt the coming dr- at you a dribble and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll dribble on to the website, John. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon.
Okay, thank you. All right. That was, I, I always laugh when I talk to John. It's probably annoying maybe to some, but it's like when you've known somebody for so long and you get exactly how they're talking about stuff, it's, it's, I may be funnier, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, that's like so prototypical, like just inside jokes, everything, John. Uh, John's a funny guy though, in general. So well, he's got a like, comedy, he's got a big time comedy background. You know, most yeah. people don't really realize that, but, you know, he's got some real, um, some real chops. I think they call it comedy chops. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> phrase or not. Uh, but John's a funny guy. And uh, obviously, great news about um, TBT coming not only to uh, Baltimore for the semifinals and the championship. We're going to Bradley University in Peoria for the uh, Midwest Regional this year. We're going to be in Las Vegas for the West Regional, which is really going to be awesome. Uh, back to Charlotte uh, for the second year in a row uh, for the South Regional. And then Philadelphia University, which is uh, you know where TBT got its start way back in 2014. Uh, has always been a great host at Philadelphia University, so we'll be back there as well. You got anything to say about that? No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, we've kind of again we've talked a little bit off air, but uh, Vegas, I obviously, I mean, you hear the word Vegas, how can you not be pumped? TBT Vegas, I, I feel like two of the best you know entertainment capitals of the world, kind of colliding forces there. Uh, and then again, just kind of keeping in your home roots with Philly. Philly U is a great venue for TBT. They have that great balcony dan you know that bleacher where we hang the bracket and you get a, just a kind of a great bird's eye view just a great location and, and i thought to charlotte uh for the south you know tbt went from atlanta in 2015 to charlotte last year i thought charlotte uh you just saw the crowds that showed up to support a lot of the kind of regional teams there whether it be uh, alumni teams like the cat pack or teams like primetime charlotte was just a big basketball city you could tell how much they really loved basketball there so I- i'm very very excited that we're going back to charlotte i thought it was a great region for the south and really all four of them i mean you look at bradley too um just kind of the, the rabid fan base they have at bradley and how they really kind of jumped on that always a brave team and they'll be back playing in their home building and uh you know that's you know gonna have a, a big time game feel when they are playing in and some of their rivals in the Midwest are playing as well. It's just going to be a, kind of a, a great atmosphere all around. Oh, no question. And I think actually we got a new facility in Charlotte. We're going to be at Queens University, which uh, we got to see last week. Uh, John and I were down there and the place is awesome. So that place is going to be great. Um, you know, out in Vegas uh, is going to be fantastic. There's so much activity going on with basketball in the summer in Las Vegas anyway. Uh, Bradley University is one I'm really looking forward to. I think the the gym that I've seen, Renaissance Coliseum, is just outstanding. So that whole thing is going to be fantastic. Um, Josh, I know you've got some updates on uh, TBTers from around the world, so I'd love to hear what some of the guys are up to. We do, Dan. All of our updates today are from players who went to a school in the Final Four. That's a big uh, event, obviously, other than TBT happening this weekend. So we have guys from South Carolina, Oregon, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. Oh, great. Uh, Yeah, so, Dan, we're going to try to see if you know who some of these guys are. I left Few Good Men off because everyone knows they're Gonzaga alumni. Okay. But do you know, other than Few Good Men, who the only TBT player is who attended college at gonzaga did he graduate from gonzaga he did and he was not and he was not on few good men last year he was not on good few good men and i'll give you one more hint he was a semi-finalist in tbt 2015 did he play an ants alumni he did indeed i can't remember his name (laughs) who is it that, yeah, you're close enough. Matt Bolden. Ah, oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Totally forgot. Okay. What's he up to? 
he's actually had a, a really great career at Gonzaga. He By the won- way, great. Uh, let's just uh, so, sorry to interrupt, but really uh, speaks volumes about Garrett Martz's recruiting ability that he can keep a Gonzaga alum off of few good men. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure making the semifinals the year before didn't hurt the effort. Um, but just, you know, you kind of are naturally inclined to go to your alumni team. So that just great recruiting by the Ants alumni, like you mentioned, to keep him. He actually, while at Gonzaga, he won the conference tournament four years in a row. All he knows is winning. He made the semifinals with the Ants alumni. Now he's playing over in South Korea. Uh, he's really the sixth man on that team, kind of the glue holding that Sonic Boom KT team together, averaging 9.7 and 4.5 per game. But Matt Bolden, the Zags alumni, playing very well in South Korea. What a great team name. They have, they have the best team names in South Korea. Sonic Boom. It's like a video game or oh something. Oh my God, it's awesome. All right, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Great update. Uh, so moving on to... Um, they, their opponent, uh, who's Gonzaga playing? They're playing South Carolina. Uh, so we have three TBT alum from South Carolina. I think you'll know one, one of them is a very well-known player. And the third one's a little trickier, but do do you know any of the three? John Dre Jefferson. Correct. Overseas elite. One is one of our former longtime NBA players that played in TBT last year. Former longtime NBA player that played in TBT last year who went to South Carolina. Correct. Played for the Puerto Rican national team as well, if that gives a help at all. Oh, is it Ronaldo Bachman? It is. He played ah! Paul's ball at South Carolina. That's great. I forgot about that. That's great. Eberline Drive. Yeah. Eberline Drive. Yeah, they they uh, played Pedro's Posse in the first round and Bachman, uh, a South Carolina Gamecock. That kind of surprised me. I, I had no idea he went there, but... Uh, Interesting. And the last one, Dan, uh, I'll just kind of get to it. It's a little bit tougher. R.J. Slauson from Showtime went to South Carolina. Okay, great. That's great. So what are those guys up to? Yeah, so Bachman's actually over in Puerto Rican. He has Puerto Rican uh, kind of in his blood. He played for the Puerto Rican national team. Uh, I think he's went down with an injury. It's not really clear what happened to him, but he's only played three games for Arecibo in Puerto Rico. But he is on the uh, roster for that team. So we'll see if he comes back throughout the course of the year. Jefferson, uh, from Overseas Elite, like you mentioned, Jahandre Jefferson, he actually started the year in Italy, where he averaged 10.5 points and 7.2 rebounds per game, uh, over to Turkey now, where he's playing for Afyon, averaging a double-double with 12 points and 10 rebounds per game. He's obviously collected $3 million with Overseas Elite. I kind of I have a post up on the website tomorrow about uh, a little more detail on these guys. I mentioned if Frank Martin... Wants a little championship or in the locker room, he might fly Jefferson in from Turkey uh, and have him talk to the team before the game. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's like Tom yeah. Brady addressing the uh, Michigan Wolverines this year. Exactly. I mean, Jefferson might be the most, uh, most you know, the most rings of any champ- uh, South Carolina alumni in really their history. This so, is a great question. Uh, we- you know, which which South Carolina Gamecocks in basketball have won championships? That'd be a great. That'd be a great little thing to research, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know of many NBA alumni, so you you might be looking at some kind of over or or yeah overseas players. But uh, Jefferson certainly going to be up there with his two championships. So that's actually a good question. I'll, I'll dig into that uh, while the Gamecocks are playing this weekend. And lastly, 
RJ Slauson from Showtime. He's playing in Japan for Tokyo Sync Revis, averaging 12.4 and 9.3 per game. Playing very well, Dan, nearly a double-double. So Showtime, if he's back this year, could be a good boost for that team from Council, Virginia. No question. No question. I just was on the phone with Neil Rasnick a minute ago, uh, one of the main proprietors of Showtime. And uh, they've got some big plans this year. It's going to be interesting to see what develops with that team this year. Interesting. One of the TBT original teams. So will be interesting to see what they uh, end up doing. Always like watching them play. They, they've given a couple of good efforts the last couple of years. They uh, uh, they might have had the most interesting and in, if not the best uniforms in TBT 2016 last year. The popcorn. It's a yeah. classic. Well, you know, their phrase is get your popcorn ready. Right. <laughs> so last year they had almost like Indiana Hoosier warm up pant red and white vertical striped shorts and then the on the sublimated on the on the jersey was popcorn like actual popcorn it looked amazing right. i thought yeah that was pretty cool that was pretty cool all right that's great some great updates there who else you got uh so oregon dan uh you were actually out in the west region so you might know the two uh oregon players they actually both come from bc portland uh it's ej singler and devoe joseph dan they both oh, yeah. played and now with BC Portland, uh, Portland, excuse me, EJ Singler, he's playing in the D League for the in the Toronto system for Raptors nine oh five, averaging eight point seven uh, points and four point one rebounds per game. EJ Singler, Dan, he's the brother of Kyle Singler, who played for Duke and now the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it'll be interesting if maybe uh, you know who knows maybe Duke enters an alumni team and they can get him as a booster. Then you have a little brother on brother action. Uh, we'll see what happens, but. A, another uh, kind of interesting tidbit on that, Dan, is he in the uh, with Toronto? He's playing with two TBT uh, alumni or you know current TBT players in Christian Watford and Will Sheehy, who both played for Armored Athlete. So the two Armored Athlete teammates are now playing together in the D League, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. Uh, not going to announce anything on this yet, but uh, Armored Athlete is loaded this year. They already were loaded, so yeah, I can't I even mean, imagine. What honestly, like I. AJ Mahar has really done an awesome job of pulling that team together. And uh, Armored Athlete is going to be really good. I'll just say that. Wow. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I love watching them play. Yeah. And yeah, it's I great. Think they have great coaching and, and everything. They're a really fun team to oh, watch. No question. No question. Uh, so DeVoe Joseph as well for BC Portland. He's playing down in Venezuela for the Buccaneros de la Guarina. Guerra. So I know Spanish is more your forte, Dan, but uh, either way, playing down in Venezuela, he began the year over in Greece and then Israel. He's actually uh, averaging 7.7 points a game. And I didn't know this either. His brother is Corey Joseph of the Toronto Raptors. So uh, another kind of NBA TBT connection there. But DeVoe Joseph, uh, the Oregon alum, playing very well down in Venezuela. Man, basketball really runs in the blood. I think the height has something to do with it. You know, like if if you're tall, chances are pretty good your your siblings are tall. But it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Even with guards, you know, look at the McCollums. You know, two of the most accomplished guards in the world uh, in in that one family uh, from Canton. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and Eric very vocal on Twitter recently, getting ready for TBT. An actual interesting tidbit about uh, Joseph. So he's actually from Toronto, and now his brother Corey is playing for the Raptors. And DeVoe, he actually played in the Summer League for Toronto. So uh, the Raptors up there have kind of scouted out that Canadian talent and, and uh, invited DeVoe in for uh, Summer League, uh, you know, some Summer League action. Now his brother playing for them. So Canada, uh, you know, just basketball in Canada in general is being uh, really kind of promoted and brought to the forefront. It'll be interesting to see in TBT this year how many Canada guys we have playing in it. Yeah. Uh, 
Some people call them Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> that one will make the highlight reel too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking about geese. Yeah, exactly. Canada geese. Uh, you know what's an interesting idea to think about, Josh, is, is, and we see this at play sometimes in TBT, is if your team could only have people from, you know, 50 miles of where the team is located, sort of like what ends up happening in European soccer a lot, uh, how good would they be? Yeah, I've always thought that'd be like, in just sports in general, yeah. like the Boston Celtics should be made of guys from, you know, New England, let's say. Well, I don't uh, think New England produces enough basketball players. No, it wouldn't, but it, I feel like it'd be like an interesting concept. Maybe more for TBT where, you know, you're rolling with your team for a tournament, you, you know, you're six games away from two million. But I think that'd be interesting to have like a, uh, for example, uh, like my next guy from North Carolina comes from Team Maryland to have everyone from Maryland on a team and just see how that yeah. plays out. <laughs> Can you imagine how good some of these teams would be? Because it does seem like certain cities just produce way more uh, basketball players. Some cities produce football get players or whatever, but it's really amazing uh, when you think about it in that respect. Uh, exactly. And I feel like Team Baltimore would be playing for a championship in their home city, speaking of big TBT cities. But lastly, uh, North Carolina, one alum from the Tar Heel Blue. It's Alex Stevenson from Team Maryland, played for North Carolina, uh, and he's having a very good year over in the Philippines with Mor Moralco Bolts. Uh, and he's just had really a great career in general. Last year, he was named to the All-NBA D-League first team with the Iowa Energy. He actually played in three 10-day contracts in the NBA last year as well, two with the Clippers and one for uh, Memphis, where he actually had 12 points and 15 rebounds in a game against Houston. So he's played in the NBA, now playing in the Philippines, playing very well in a North Carolina alumni, certainly, or alum, certainly going to be rooting on his Tar Heels this weekend. One last general update that we tweeted out over the account, Kyle Fogg playing for Uni, Uni Haha, Uni Kaha. Uni, Uni Kaha. Spain. Yeah. Uni Kaha. Um, named to the all Euro Cup second team after averaging 12.9 points per game in Euro Cup action. So the overseas elite point guard who had 42 in their semifinal win over City of Gods playing very well in Spain as well. Absolutely. These are great updates, Josh. All right. So remember, the TBT actually launches its voting application period uh, Saturday, April 1st. Can't believe it's already April 1st. It's crazy. TBT, if anything, sneaks up on you very quickly. So yeah. uh, I feel like uh, the registration period is kind of like a reality show. So stay buckled in for that. Yeah, that's really the untapped uh, content resource that people haven't really gotten onto yet. It's like all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes with these teams, you know, debates about who to add, who not to add, how much money they're going to get paid if they win. All that stuff is fascinating. I feel like we need like a like a hard knocks overseas elite edition oh, or man, something. Yeah, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. <laughs> um, so, anyways, TBT application period launches on April first. If you're a GM that's looking to join TBT this year, and or you're a player that's looking to play, get your applications up there right now and get your videos submitted. Uh, remember that you have to uh, follow us on Twitter at thetournament.com. On Facebook, we're at the tournament. On Instagram, we're the dot tournament for reasons that have previously uh, gone over. We have uh, the tournament on Snapchat doing a couple of things here and there on snapchat you'll see and uh some great stuff going on obviously on the tournament.com if you're listening to this podcast on itunes remember to subscribe and share this podcast with all of your friends especially those that love basketball because we're always trying to give new and interesting information about not only tbt but basketball around the world uh in general uh josh anything you want to say any parting shots um no you know what it's more 
really a message of unity. I think the TBT is the ultimate kind of kind of love story, I guess. You know, Celtic fan and Carmelo coming together to produce basketball lore. So I'm pumped. I love Carmelo. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times. Absolutely. But that, Great. It's that's really, all I can think about right now is Carmelo. Well, that's great. And hopefully all he's thinking about is, uh, I mean, I think he has a game tonight, but hopefully, uh, you know, he's thinking about TBT this summer. And we're looking forward, obviously, to being in Baltimore uh, at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, Philadelphia, Charlotte, and Las Vegas. We've got one other location announcement coming up, which we'll make at some point in the next, hopefully, week or so. Uh, other than that, remember to subscribe, tell your friends, have fun. We'll see you on the website this weekend, April 1st, thetournament.com.